Welcome to the Plan Vision Podcast, where we share simple, straightforward investment and planning ideas for normal people. The description in this podcast is for informational purposes only. Do not construe this as personal tax, financial, or legal advice for your situation. Hey, Andrew, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate that. You're about to uh, embark on a, another road trip, right? Yeah, we're really excited to do that. We've got our, our van all almost sorted out with a solar panel and an inverter. And so we're hoping to take this thing from British Columbia down to Argentina. Oh, wow. Long way. Have a safe trip, for sure. I'm sure everyone will be reading about it. <laughs> Maybe we should um, talk about that instead of investing, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the question that I get a lot from my clients, and I, and I have to tell I even think about it as well as this notion about why people should invest uh, or at least have a larger exposure to the country or region that they're from. You know, if you look at uh, Vanguard Canada's exposure, they'll have uh, a disproportionate amount to Canada. Brits will have that. Australians will have that as well. It's called the home country bias. And I'll get this question from clients, and uh, it seems like a very legit question. Well, why do, why do I want to do this? Why don't I just invest? where I can make the most money. And I yeah. <laughs> read about that. What is your, I guess, what is your thought on that? Well, one is um, back to the where I can make the most money. Um, people don't really know where they can make the most money. I mean, that's probably the first step. Mm -hmm. And the risk is that people often look at past returns of whatever did well recently, and they start chasing, chasing those returns and, and pushing their, uh, their allocation towards them. But for me, uh, what I did was I, I built a, in the very beginning when I first started to do this as, as an expatriate, I followed the, the system whereby I had a, a home country bias in my portfolio. So what that essentially means is I have a Canadian stock market index, a global stock market index, and a Canadian bond market index. And in my book, I said, you know, this is something that people who were from uh, a developed market country should probably consider doing something similar. So if you're British, as you mentioned, you know, when you look at the, the British Vanguard life strategy funds, they'll have mm -hmm. uh, yeah. the UK stock exposure, global stock exposure, and then a, uh, a UK bond market exposure. And, and what that does is a couple of things. One, it, it reduces, the home currency risk. And so I'm gonna I'm give you an idea or an, or an example here. In, uh, in 2002, it cost $1.61 Canadian to buy one US dollar. In 2007, just five years later, it cost just 93 Canadian cents to buy one US dollar. So in five years, the Canadian dollar rose 73% mm -hmm. against the US dollar. So at the same time, the Canadian dollar also rose considerably against global currencies as well, most global currencies. And the Australian dollar did something really similar. So if a Canadian retiree doesn't have a home country bias, they would have lost plenty of buying power. In other words, that their currency would have squeezed them. So the whole counter argument here is that it's better to have a portfolio that represents something based on global market capitalization. 
So no home country bias. So somebody might say, well, Australians and Canadians, there's only a really small percentage of, um, in terms of the, the measurement of global market capitalization, I think Canada makes up about 4% of the global market cap. And yeah. so there's an argument to suggest, well, why bother with more than 3 or 4% in Canadian stocks, for example, if you, um, if you build a diversified portfolio? So one that obviously represents uh, full global market exposure. And, and there are a couple of reasons why mathematically to be to be fair over a, a lengthy period of time currencies are really a zero-sum game correct so there are times when of course let's say the home country currency will rise there are times when it will fall and over a 30-year retirement it's probably going to be a wash it probably really won't make a heck of a lot of difference on a pure mathematical level when we're measuring <laughs> returns because sometimes the home currency do well relative to baskets of global currencies and sometimes not but what we're doing there is we're only looking at math and we're not looking at people and the important component here is when we look at people we realize that we need to also consider building our portfolio based on what human behaviors are mm -hmm. so if you take an example like um like daniel kahneman wrote a book called thinking fast and slow and in that he talked about research that he and amos Tversky worked through and they found that people will typically dislike gain or dislike losses twice as much as they'll like gains mm -hmm. and behavioral psychology shows also that people will dislike losses more predominantly when they're the only ones really facing that loss so i'll give you an example here you're a retiree you're living in canada and you don't have a portfolio that has home country bias now your friends pensions are being paid to them in canadian dollars the uh, prices that you're buying or the food that you're buying is going to be priced in Canadian dollars. Everything you purchase, your gasoline, your yes. costs for your general costs of living, it's all in Canadian dollars. Now, if you go through a period whereby the Canadian dollar rises strongly, you're going to be getting, if you have no home country bias, you're going to be feeling the squeeze there. And what, what interestingly, when we look at behavioral studies on humans in terms of their levels of happiness, they're actually going to be affected by that psychologically, saying that this isn't hurting everybody else, but it can be hurting them when their portfolio value is shrinking relative to the rise in the Canadian dollar. So that brings us back to what Daniel Kahneman and Amos Tversky talked about too, where people hate losses twice as much as they actually like gains. So behaviorally, when you have that, that home country bias and it's a developed market home country bias, it seems to make a lot of sense behaviorally for people in terms of how they feel about it. Okay, so I would think of this as almost being okay, well look, I'm a Canadian, I happen to live in Indonesia now, but I'm gonna retire there, at least I think I'm gonna retire there. Why don't I treat myself as if I'm a Canadian? And by doing that, I'm kind of investing in what you're describing here as being, I'm just gonna be mainstream here. 
I'm not going to go try to invest in Europe and see what happens there. Because if I do that, if, if I end up doing poorly, that loss would make me stand out amongst Canadians. And it would be more painful for me. Is that that's true. That's, that, is also, that is also true. So not only is that true when you're actually living in Canada and you're retired, but while you're building that portfolio, yeah. that, that's also true, yes. Okay. Uh, it also makes it quite easy if you have, so you could take a portfolio, um, an Australian's portfolio or a Canadian's portfolio, and let's say they're using interactive brokers or Intranax or Saxo Capital Markets. Let's say a Canadian, for example, has built a portfolio with Canadian domiciled ETFs. What makes it really easy when they're buying off the Canadian stock exchange, so they have a Canadian stock index, a global stock index, and let's say that Canadian bond index, when they repatriate back to Canada, the cool thing that they do is they come back, you open an account with RBC Action Direct or Quest Trade or Q Trade, any number of Canadian discount brokerages, and you transfer those assets in kind straight across. So you don't actually have to sell. Yeah take the cash and then transfer the cash and then make the purchases, you can actually transfer the entire portfolio. So, so this is again, another advantage. It makes things a lot easier. Yeah. Okay. Great. I have to tell you that helped me. <laughs> so you took it. That is a t kind of a tough one. So I really appreciate taking a few minutes to kind of explain that topic to me. Yeah. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the plan vision podcast. Let us know if you have any questions or comments on the topics covered.